You're listening to the You're Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment too. Hey, friends. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you, especially if you're single. But before we get to it, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the YSC community. You're such a catch as a community for successful women to feel confident and empowered, regardless of their relationship status. Each week, we discuss dating and relationships. We encourage and empower one another. And through the process, we learn, evolve, and grow. Men, you're welcome here as well. We're inclusive. Come on. If you're on a mission to be the best version of you and to prime yourself for the dating scene, listen up. If you're a loyal listener of this podcast and we haven't connected, please DM me at You're Such a Catch on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let me know that you're a listener. Tell me which episode is your favorite. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, share an episode that resonated with you with a friend, or drop a rate or review on your favorite podcast player. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, consider making a pledge to become a member of YSC Unfiltered. Depending on which level you choose, you'll have access to a private RSS feed where you'll hear bonus episodes, have access to videos, and an insider's perspective into my heart and thoughts as I share my diary-style blog posts. Ah, you guys. (laughs) Today, I am talking with Laura Bellata. She's a dating coach and matchmaker at Single in the City. Laura is responsible for connecting over 65,000 singles. Yes. And she's hosted over 4,000 singles events. Laura is going to share her perspective on dating and COVID. She's going to walk us through how to choose the right dating platform. And she's also going to provide some tips to avoid dating burnout. Spoiler alert, it's okay to take a break from swiping. Yes, you can rest that thumb. (laughs) What I enjoyed most about connecting with Laura is she too is in the dating scene. She shares her personal experiences and even some of the challenges that she's faced dating during COVID. They're so real and relatable. So pay close attention because Laura is a fan of video calls. She likes this as a means to qualify your date and also make sure that you're being efficient with your time, which I think all of us don't want our time to be wasted. Time is the most valuable thing that we have. So If you've been following my recent relationship status change, (laughs) yes, I'm somebody's girlfriend. I mean, can you believe that? Like what? You'll remember that video and voice were how our connection started as well. So I guess it's fair to say that I'm a fan of the video call too. (laughs) I just want to dive in. So tell me how you became a dating and relationship expert and walk me through that journey. Well, it all started in 2002. I started hosting events through my company, singleinthecity.ca. And we were basically an events company and hosted my first party. It was a full moon speed dating event. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) It was really fun. It was really hard trying to get the guys to come out to that, Mm. trying to convince guys, (laughs) hey, you're going to meet like 25 ladies tonight Uh and you're going to meet you're going to sit with each and every one of them. And then you're going to rotate Uh every three minutes or so. 
And so it was hard getting them out there, but then we, we pulling teeth and we finally did. And then after that, that's where it all began. So we started running a ton of events, mixers, dances, activities, like hikes and cooking classes and all that. And then I started noticing that people really needed help with their dating life. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started diving deep into learning, Mm -hmm. really all about learning. I mean, I don't have any psychology degree or anything like that, but I've always been a people person. And from a young age, starting at 17, I traveled a lot. Okay. So very intuitive, just a social butterfly loved people. And you learn a lot when you really want to. So I just started diving deep into learning more about this space because it was my space. I mean, I lived and breathed it. I basically ran, my company has hosted over 4,000 events. Wow. And my personally, myself, I've hosted over 2,500 of those events. So if you think about like just how much social interaction Mm -hmm. I've had And then just people asking me questions day in and day out, you start to learn this stuff, right? right? And then going through tons of relationships myself, I really took a look at what I liked about those relationships, Mm -hmm. where I went wrong in those relationships. And then I started applying that into my own life. Mm -hmm. And so that, and then I became a matchmaker. Yeah. And they have people that teach courses on matchmaking, but at the end of the day, really, it's, it's, it's just, it's all intuition. Uh As long as you have good intuition, anybody could be a matchmaker. I'm actually looking for a new matchmaker. So if anybody's interested, (laughs) I might be interested. (laughs) We're starting to get a little busier now because of COVID. Yeah. Things really slowed down, Mm -hmm. but I've seen a shift recently where it's like people are so sick and tired of being at home and not yeah. being able to get out and meet people face to face. And I'm not sure where you're from, but I'm in Canada and we're in total lockdown. Actually, we just opened up like two days ago. Wow. And so we're now able to have 10 people in a restaurant. Indoors or outdoors? Indoors. Indoors. Okay. Oh, outdoors. Are you kidding? We just got like 20 centimeters <laughs> of snow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We I guess are, that's we're, a- Guess that's a no. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not going outdoors for, well, you know what? We are going outdoors for dates though. I'm sending people up and they're going on walking dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a date myself at the grocery store. That was fun. You did? Tell me I about a date put, at yeah. a grocery store. How does that work? Well, you just, you walk around. Obviously, obviously you have to wear your mask. Uh-huh. We got to see what we both put in each other's carts, okay. in our own carts. Sorry about that. And that was fun. But then as soon as I left the grocery store, the guy turns and he's like, because I, I, I said, hey, can you, can you pull your mask down? Because I just want to make sure it was the same guy I saw in the video Uh because I did a video chat with him prior. Okay. And of course he looked like he looked like he did in the video. And then he's like, well, do you want to make out? I was like, no. Wait, he asked you that? Yeah. He asked me to make out. And I was like, no, but that's not the first time. I've been on a couple of COVID dates and guys have wanted to get frisky. Speechless. Well, first off, I'm like thinking to myself, okay, you're going on a date in a grocery store, which is super creative, by the way. Like, I love that. Like, I'm wondering if it's going to carry on to, okay, now we take the ingredients that we just bought and we feel a little bit more comfortable with each other. And so now we're going to go take these ingredients and make dinner together or something. But walking you out to no. your car and and wanting to make out is, whoa, <laughs> pump the brakes, dude. Like, it's COVID season. <laughs> Stop it. I can't believe this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did. Not the first date. Uh-huh. So I always suggest that you qualify somebody before you are going to meet up with them. And how you do that is by 
hopping on a video call with them, at least. You always ask for the video call. Mm -hmm. and, And people always say, well, how long does it take before I ask for that video call? I do it like after a few chats. So maybe after three chats, Mm -hmm. I'll ask for the video date. Some guys tend to slip away and they vanish. Uh, (laughs) I think we've all been ghosted. Yes, we have all been ghosted. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. well, some guys just don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it's, it could be an insecurity issue, but they just don't feel comfortable, right? And and some of these guys, like I'm a little older, they're not millennials. We, We didn't grow up with video. Right. So some people don't feel comfortable doing that. It's like the same guy that showed up at your event that was like, took a little coercing to get there. Like initially 20 years ago when you were doing your speed dating in person, it's like that same man who now has to kind of like get back out of his comfort zone and try something new. But I'm guessing like, since you're working with men and not only obviously dating them yourself, but like after they do it, there has to be like some sense of, kind of pride and accomplishment, like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I, so, and I don't, I don't, I, t- I tend to not tell people what I do for a living. Okay. They'll, well, they'll ask me, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I run events for a living. Oh, so your, your business or your job must have taken quite the hit. Yeah. It's taken quite the hit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I tend to, well, I tend to scare them off. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Cause they probably like feel like you're analyzing them and also exactly you know, like kind of exactly. making some judgments. I was on that app hinge last week and I got a message from this guy. He's like, so are you still shoveling? Cause we got like 15 inches of snow or something here. And I said, no, actually I don't shovel. <laughs> I just drive over it. I go, I just drive over it. He gets back to me a day later. He goes, oh, how many men have you driven over? I just Googled you. I noticed you're a relationship expert. Oh, how many relationships Ooh. must you have had to call yourself that? I was like, oh, burn. Yeah. So did you respond? Delete. Okay. You just deleted. I know. No, delete. Bye-bye. Nobody's you know, like, got time for that. Yeah. Because obviously he is insecure with it. Mm-hmm. There's no way he'd be okay with it. And so why would I even bother? Right. Like why, why would you even make such a stupid remark? Right. Yeah. I mean, How that- many men must you have driven over? So just what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. They feel mm-hmm. intimidated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like I'm going to analyze them. I'm going to judge them. Yeah. So is Hinge your app of choice or what, what platform do you prefer to use? I like Hinge. I do like Hinge. Uh, I do. I, you know what? I actually like Tinder. It's oh, not really? necessarily just a hookup app. And I'll tell you why I like Tinder, because there are so many more guys on there. Really? So I okay. tend to like Tinder. I used to be on Match, but I didn't have any luck on Match. Mm-hmm. So when I'm instructing people, because people always ask me, Laura, how do I choose the right platform? Right? So I say, well, what is your end goal, really? What what type of relationship are you looking for? Are you looking for a hookup? Are you looking for something casual? Are you looking for something? Are you looking to get married? Mm-hmm. And then you want to like choose the appropriate dating sites that tend to that tends to align with the type of partnership that you're looking for. So Match.com, for example, tends to cater to a bit of an older crowd and for people who are a little bit more serious about the process. And then there's Our Time. Have you heard of that platform? I have heard of it, but that is gauged for an older demographic, correct? Exactly. It's it's gauged for an older demographic. And then there's Bumble. Mm-hmm. That's like for a 19 to 29 crowd. Hinge is like about 19 to 32. 
needless to say, though, if you're a little bit older than that, there are definitely some suitable candidates for you. And then there's eHarmony. So if you're looking for, a again, a more serious relationship and you're a little bit older, eHarmony would be a good choice for you. So it just all depends on like what you're looking for in a relationship or the type of relationship that you're looking for. If somebody is looking to date with intent, to date, to get married, what app would you suggest that they utilize? I would say Match.com, eHarmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Our Time those type of apps, even, but like all of them, really. I mean, hey, listen, my girlfriend met her husband on Tinder and they got married. And so Uh they were both looking for a relationship. I I think that you should try more than two apps, but no more than three. And I say that because when you get yourself, when you're out there too much, you just get confused and then you don't end up meeting anybody because you forget who you met. Yeah, I, I, like, I know that. some people that are on right. I know some people that are on Facebook, they're on Tinder, they're on uh, Match, they're mm-hmm. on eHarmony, they're on Plenty of Fish. It's like, how do you even how do you keep, keep up? Yeah, and how do you even remember who you're meeting? Right, it just gets confusing, and then you just you it's it's almost like you're put you're spreading yourself way too wide, mm-hmm. where you you almost have to like condense that. Yeah, I would definitely agree. So two minimum, three max. Mm -hmm. And I think too, if you are dating with intent and you're trying to take it to the next level to an in-person meetup or a video chat or whatever the next step is in your mind, I think you do kind of have to hone in your energy as well because it can be exhausting to swipe and and then respond to messages and then you got to deal with oh, when you do get ghosted or something kind of goes astray. So you have to kind of like keep in this good energy and really almost like dedicate a certain amount of time a day to it as well because these algorithms reward you for being on the app. And and the the more you are on the app or, or present, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the more you're you're shown, especially if you're a non-paying member. You are. And so to avoid that dating burnout, you really want to change your mindset around dating. You want to be patient because you have to understand that dating is a process. And you like while you're dating, right? Just don't make it all about the app though. You want to make sure that you're still taking time out for you. And this could be like focusing on your health by eating well, by exercising regularly, by doing the things that you love and things that really make you happy. And then don't spend time talking to the wrong people. So as soon as you start seeing those red flags pop up, I mean, you got to move on or get them on a video call sooner than later, or at least like, let's say they don't want to hop on a video call, a phone call at the minimum. We're in COVID. Mm -hmm. Dating's a little bit more difficult now Mm -hmm. and things are changing. So if they're not willing to like meet you halfway, Mm -hmm. then you're just wasting your time and then move on. Yeah. And if you feel like you're getting really frustrated with dating, I mean, you're just going to want to take a step back and then regroup. So take a break. There's nothing wrong with taking a break. But then when you do get back out there, you want to make sure that you've got fresh new pictures and and an entirely new bio. So you want you want just a different outlook. Like, okay, I'm drawing this again. It's so annoying when you're on this app. And I should say, people have been on the apps for a couple of years. Like, I mean, like I'm on them, but like I'll take breaks and I'll I'll dabble a little bit here and there. And I'll go in. I see guys that have been on the app for a couple of years with the same pictures. 
Oh yeah, me too. I, same I, bio, yeah. same pictures. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, swipe. But then what happens is if if they change your pictures, you might see them in a different light. You might see something that you never seen before. Right. So it's really great. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I never saw this side of him. Yeah. And what give this a shot. <laughs> what do you think about, because in 2020, obviously we didn't do a lot of things. We were at home for the most part. We were stuck inside. If we're single people, then we didn't have a lot of interaction. So we don't have a ton of photos from 2020. So in your mind, what does revamping your prof- profile look like? Does it just kind of like getting in your element, glamming up a little bit and taking some selfies or or what do you suggest? Because I think that is a valid point about updating your profile. But at the same time, we don't have a bunch of stuff to show us out and about in exploring the world from 2020. <laughs> it just didn't happen. And you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. So it could just be as simple as taking photos of yourself at home, different Mm -hmm. angles Mm -hmm. for now, like just so that people can see a different side of you and a current side of you. So if you've gained or lost a lot of weight within a year, then that should reflect on your photos. Like if you change your hair color, if you've grown a beard, Mm -hmm. you should demonstrate that in your photos. And I don't know how many times I hear this. I don't look good in photos. I don't look good in photos. I don't have anybody to take my photos. Everybody can be their own photographer. We all have either an Android or an Apple phone. So what you do is you prop it up, you set it up against the wall, make sure that there's a lot of natural light coming in. I generally like taking pictures around eight in the morning before the sun rises or like after the sun goes down right now around four, Mm -hmm. just so you get that like dim light, Mm -hmm. not so bright. I don't like taking pictures when it's really sunny and the sun is like, beaming in. And then you want to set your phone to a Mm self-timer. And you're obviously going to choose a couple of different outfits. Of course, if you're a lady and you wear makeup, I don't, if you don't wear makeup, you don't have to. I mean, we're not trying to make you be or convince you to be somebody that you're not, right? Take pride in, or take your time and look good. Do your hair, (laughs) makeup, if you do wear makeup. And guys, again, groom, Make sure you're wearing some nice clothing and same goes for the ladies. Guys tend to like ladies. I mean, if you're very feminine, show that. Wear Mm -hmm. a dress Mm -hmm. or a couple of dresses. Just change your outfits. And then what you're going to do is you're going to set your phone to a self-timer. I always set it to like 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then I just start snapping photos, Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of photos. Right. And you got to change your mindset around photos too, because people will say, well, I don't look good in photos. Well, you don't look good in photos because you're telling yourself you don't look good in photos before you take the photo. Uh So if you start saying, hey, I'm going to look great in this photo, and you're going to say it with a little bit of confidence, convince yourself you're going to look good in these photos. Trust me, your photos will change. That happened to me. I used to hate smiling. Really? You have a beautiful smile. You should. Because I changed my mindset around it, right? (laughs) Whereas before, I would be like, I look horrible in photos. I can't smile. And then every, every... photo I take, I have this like weird look on my face like this. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I was out self-sabotaging myself. Right. Yeah. So tell yourself you're going to look good and you will look better in those photos. Take a bunch of photos. Smile in some, more serious in some, try different angles. And the trick to taking a good photo or choosing a good photo is to take a hundred of them. And when you take 100, you're going to at least have two or three that you really, really like. Now, this is a process. It's going to take maybe an hour or two of your day. Mm -hmm. But 
hey, we're in COVID. What else do you have to do? Right. (laughs) Well, I think that too is hugely important. And I'm glad you said it because it does involve a little bit of work and a little bit of commitment. But I will tell you as a female swiping through males, trying to find somebody online, anybody who took the time and effort, put that effort into his bio, into his photos, into witty answers uh, to some of the question prompts like on Hinge, that type of thing. Those type of things catch my eye and I recognize and almost want to reward the fact that they put forth the effort because I think it's a direct correlation and I'd love to know your thoughts, but if somebody's not willing to put forth the effort on an app, why would I assume he's willing to put forth the effort when we get into a relationship? I totally agree. And that's why it's so important to recognize the red flags early on. Mm -hmm. And that is a red flag. When someone has written nothing about themselves in their bio, Mm -hmm. red flag. Like why? It's not just about a photo. I want to know who are you? Like, do you have kids? Like, what are, what are your goals? Like, what do you like? What's your personality like? What are your interests? What are your hobbies? Mm-hmm. Like, show me a little bit of something. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to waste my time on you. Or the guys that have one picture or their pictures consist of like frogs and like lizards and I don't know, rocks and mountains and stuff. It's just the weirdest thing. Or or pictures where they haven't even combed their hair and or they've got like ratty t-shirts on and they look like they've literally crawled from underneath a rock. Yeah. It's like, what are they thinking? You have to treat it like a job. Yeah. You're not looking for a job, but you're looking for love. And that's really important. What what does everybody crave in their life? Right. Everybody wants to be loved. They crave love. Yeah. Ninety-nine percent of people crave love. So if you're looking for the love of your life, do you not want to put your best foot forward? And granted, some people aren't good at writing about themselves. Get a friend or a family member to help you or hire someone. I will do it for you, for example. And it's not very expensive. Mm -hmm. Like for a couple hundred bucks, like you can't even take a girl out for dinner for 200 bucks. (laughs) You can get somebody to help you choose the right photos and write your bio for you. Not a lot of money. So just get the help where you need it. Did you know 40% of women either haven't had an orgasm or have difficulty achieving one? Say what? Ladies, if you're part of this stat, listen up. As women, we need to be in touch with our desires and our wants in order to achieve sexual pleasure. Don't worry, I'm not asking you to go grab a mirror and look at your lady parts like Evelyn Couch and Fried Green Tomatoes, but you do need to understand the four steps to the orgasm excitement, plateau, the orgasm itself, and the resolution. To help you get there quicker, add the Emoji Bader to spice things up. The Emoji Bader is a fun toy shaped like your favorite emoji, eggplant. Yes, please. The toy is made with body stage silicone, think organic produce, it's safe for your body. And this little eggplant will deliver that ogle in no time. Visit yoursuchacatch.com backslash partners and use the code yoursuchacatch to save 15% off your purchase. I'm glad you said that about the money too and, and dinner because it is funny. So I think if I was a man and I was really looking for love, now would be my time to really thrive. And here's why. Because pre-COVID, Every time I wanted to take a woman out, 
I would have to commit to drinks or or dinner or something of that effect. That was kind of the established norm. Whereas now we're being a little bit creative. Like you mentioned it, going on walking dates. You just went to the grocery store on a date. But there's also this simple like brilliance behind a Zoom date where you're at home in the comfort of your own home. You can grab a cocktail or whatever you want, coffee or tea from from your kitchen. And it's not costing you anything but your time. And you can really get to know somebody. And so if I'm a man, I am going to be taking full advantage of COVID because, oh, yeah. you know, why not? And, and Yes, why not? It just seems mind-boggling right. to me. But there is a mindset out there of people who I think are like, nope, my dating life is on pause because of COVID. If I can't go out and I can't meet somebody face-to-face, then I'm going to just pump the brakes. And I mean, what are your thoughts on that and setting these boundaries? Well, okay. So there are people out there that are struggling with dating right now or they don't really want to date right now and that's okay right we can't judge those people so for those people i always suggest to use this slower time to self reflect mm-hmm. okay on who they are what their needs are and what they want in a relationship so they have a clear vision when they're just ready to get back out there. Mm -hmm. So I always suggest like find your why Mm -hmm. before you get out there. Make sure that the reason why you're doing it is right and do it because you're ready to connect and find someone again, not just to fill a hole or try to convince yourself if you're not really ready for it. Mm -hmm. And then take this time to, to think about what you really want Like, what do you really want out of a relationship? Mm -hmm. What does this look like for you? And then find your how. Think about how you want this phase to look. Like, how will it be different this time? Mm -hmm. And then focus on what you're looking for. I mean, so many people, you ask them, what are you looking for? I don't don't really know. Well, if you don't know, how is somebody else going to know? Right. So focus on what you're looking for and what type of person is is that you're you're going to get along with based on your compatibility and not just chemistry. Mm -hmm. Because some people are just looking for that chemistry component, but you need both compatibility and chemistry for a relationship to really flourish. Those are the best types of relationships. Absolutely. And I I can think back. So, so I was married and I'm divorced. My, my first marriage was definitely based around that connection and the spark and the chemistry, like you're mentioning, and just kind of like having fun together. And I thought that that would be enough to sustain us. You know what I mean? But these foundational things that you're mentioning where you need to look inward to decide like what's going to make Aaron happy? Like, does Aaron want to be married? Does Aaron Mm -hmm. want to have children? Does Aaron's partner want those things? I think that's hugely important because if you don't go through that exercise and then you just kind of keep going with the flow, you find yourself married a few years in going, whoa, what just happened? And we're going in two different directions. <laughs> and it's like you once found this person irresistible, but if you don't get along with each other and they're not meeting your your love languages or your needs mm-hmm. um, and what you truly need in that relationship to feel love from that relationship, then you're going to grow resentful, mm-hmm. like resentment sets in. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're 
heading for divorce. <laughs> I know, which is- And that's what's happening. And I think a lot of people too, being in COVID and being quarantined together, they've realized, I mean, their their day-to-day lives have changed quite a bit. A lot of people were used to traveling and their time spent together was minimal or it was surrounding kids or children or or something else. And now they're kind of like in this space where they're forced to communicate and get back on that level. And you know what? It's working out for some and people are reconnecting and and recommitting their love to one another. And for others, they're realizing, whoa, this is a harsh reality. Like we've been just two ships passing in the night and this isn't for me anymore. Do you work with a lot of divorced individuals who are then trying to find love for a second time? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the people out there that are single are divorced and they're called, I call them second time arounders. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's interesting because online dating, I guess, got really popular about 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it came about 20 years ago, but it really started getting popular maybe like 10, 12 years ago. So people that were married prior to that have never tried online dating, Yeah, they, right? Mm-hmm. They're just used to the old school way of dating. And so now they come out of these relationships that they've been in for so long and they're just like, whoa, like culture shock, uh-huh. like, what's going on? Like the landscape, the dating landscape has changed so much. And so I have to help people navigate through that. Mm-hmm. Everything's changed. I mean, there are people that think a guy shouldn't pay for a first date my goodness, I don't even know where that comes from. Like, I'm sorry, but if a guy's asking me on a date, uh-huh. he better pay for that date. Yeah. <laughs> don't you agree I with me? absolutely agree. And I am like an advocate for that. So I tell women that I, I work with that <laughs> to me, if you make the gesture to grab for your wallet, you really don't want to split the check on the first date. You don't. You're doing it because you think that's what you're supposed to do, but you really don't want that. And for me, I know on the first date, if a man pays and doesn't ask a question, like it shows intent. Again, it shows effort and it shows that he wants to see where this goes. Like for me, that's just what it's symbolic of. Just like any sort of gesture of chivalry, pulling out my chair, opening the door for me, all of those things. I love (gasps) that stuff. Right? Me too. Right. Because that does show the woman that you do care Mm -hmm. and that you do like her. Yeah. And I, and so some might ask, well, what if the girl asks a guy on the date, but then the guy does like her, Mm -hmm. then pick up the tab, Mm -hmm. even though she asks you out, maybe you were too shy to ask her. You didn't notice her, but if she asks you out because she genuinely likes you, pick up the tab. Yeah. You want to make a good impression. Absolutely. Women love gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Like that, I mean, it's on like, like, okay, chivalry is on life support, but it's not gone yet. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Chivalry is on life life support. support. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's in the ICU, but (laughs) we need some good men out there to, yeah, revamp it, breathe some life back into it because that is so true. And I think there's like, when I see other couples and I notice like a man has his hand like on the small of her back or he's opening her car door. I love that. Me too. It is just. Are you single right now too? I, okay. So I recently met somebody and he is such a gentleman. He, I mean, I'll tell you a funny story. So we were getting ready to go out to eat or something and he had walked to the passenger side of the car and I was like, oh no. I, I was like, I I I don't want to drive. Like I'd rather be a passenger. And he's like, 
no, Aaron, I'm getting the door. It was so sweet. (laughs) And I mean, that just goes to show like I have been conditioned that that doesn't exist. And so I made a comment, but no, he's very much that way, but it's very new. And we, we met probably about a month ago, all the steps that you're mentioning with the video chat and all of that. Yeah. Check, check, check. We did it all. Okay. So how many times have you guys met in person? Oh, several. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So you guys are at that stage. Oh yeah. But we did it all right in the beginning. (laughs) Did you guys get a COVID test? We did not. We did not. So, and here's my thing. So I have dated pretty steadily, consistently, however you want to phrase it, during COVID with kind of the thought process of this. And and this is just what felt comfortable to me. So if I met somebody on an app or however it came to be, we would have dialogue. We would do uh, a FaceTime or a phone call. So I got to know them a little bit more. I love video calls. Love them. Right? Big I, fan. I, I also agree. I think seeing somebody's mannerisms, getting to see their personality shine, it just is a different you know, element. And, and it also lends to... And their smile. Yeah. <laughs> yes, their smile. But it lends to a certain comfort level. It, it makes you more at ease, like when you're getting ready to go meet them. So I will say, for the most part, I would ask kind of questions about where who they've been in contact with, what's their day-to-day like. But the majority of the men that I have dated through COVID all really take really good care of themselves. Like health and fitness is kind of high on their priority list, which I love, like just taking care of their mind and their body and stuff. And so I felt a little comfort knowing that, okay, they're not going to put themselves in a jeopardizing situation. Every first date was outside and done the proper way, socially distanced. But I find some of them like with Okay, that that has been your experience, but my experience, I find some of them will jeopardize. Like some of them are just so horny. Like they just want to get it on. <laughs> Sorry. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. So I was like, okay, no. Yeah. I don't even know you yet. Like I just, there was one guy though. Okay, listen to this. I had this, I did have one one month relationship. Okay. So the first date, we met in a coffee shop. We distanced. It was good. Second date, we went out for dinner, but we still kind of distanced ourselves. We remained distant. And, but we, but like, so we were across from each other. So the third date, I said, okay, screw it. I'm just going to have him over because it was his birthday. And I love cooking. I love cooking for guys. And so it's my way of impressing them. Uh-huh. I'm old school. I'm like, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I believe that. I, <laughs> some might argue with me, but. So I had him over and we made out, right? Mm, a lot. Like, yeah, we made out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I did ask those important questions. You know, like, are you immunocompromised? Is someone in your household immunocompromised? Like, how careful are you? Where do mm-hmm. you go? Mm-hmm. And, like, we both had this conversation. I don't do much. I sit at home with my dog. Right. I go to the grocery store and he does the same. He doesn't really see anybody. He doesn't work in an office. He works from home. So, I thought that it was safe, right? Uh-huh. And then the fourth date, again, I had him over. Because, again, he can't take me out. Because at this point, the restaurants were closed. Right. So we couldn't, he couldn't yeah. even take me anywhere. So I started seeing red flags, though. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I started seeing the red flags. I was talking about how communication is so important in a relationship. And he's like, he says, 
Well, not really. I mean, as long as you're spiritually aligned, it's like, what is that supposed to mean? I think I interpret Uh that as, okay, as long as sex is good, like, (laughs) what does that mean? You need to know how to communicate in a relationship. So that was a red flag. And then there was another red flag where he told me that he had a 13-year-old daughter, but he didn't see her because he had an affair on his ex. And then he he was going to get back with the ex. And then they decided together that they weren't going to have anything to do with the daughter, but that now he's not with his ex. And I said, well, why are you not trying to get get to know her? Mm -hmm. And he says, well, how am I supposed to do that? Like, I'm sure she doesn't want to see me. I'm thinking, I'm sure she does. Like, you're her dad. I'm Mm -hmm. sure she would love if you had a relationship with her. He's like, I haven't even tried. So that was a red flag. So I I started thinking, okay, so the fourth date, he slept over. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm like, I'm not having sex with you because, again, like, I don't, I'm not sure about you. Mm-hmm. And did you and verbalize like that to, have, to him or did, yes, it was just yes, in your mind? And okay. I don't like to have sex with people. Uh-huh until I know that it's getting a little more serious sure. because I feel that sex clouds your judgment, mm-hmm. especially as women. Mm-hmm. If we're, if we like somebody, we tend to get emotionally attached yeah. when we start having sex. So I didn't want sex to cloud my judgment. Mm-hmm. And too often women do that, right? right. They have sex too oh, yeah. soon. Uh-huh. They get attached. Then the red flags come up and then they overlook the red flags because now they've got feelings for this person. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that. Mm-hmm. This was a Saturday, Monday, I wake up and he texts me in the morning, says, do you miss me? And I said, I was kind of shocked. I said, well, I'm really, I'm not sure. I said, I'm really enjoying getting to know you, yeah. but I, I'm not sure. Like if we, we haven't had really deep conversations, mm-hmm. like and I started thinking, he doesn't really ask me a lot about me mm-hmm. and like my future goals and where I'm going. And, mm-hmm. and that, again, that's another red flag. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, I thought we were on the same page. We took ourselves off the dating sites. And I said, okay, but I still don't know enough about you. Yeah. And then he ghosted me. No. He ghosted me. Yeah. I tried calling him and he blocked me. And then two weeks later, I made this video for my TikTok and Instagram. And it was like, how do I get ready for a date? And it was really cute, yeah. right? So I sent it to him through WhatsApp <laughs> and then he blocked me there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was, like, I was like, okay, I dodged a bullet. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but see, that's why you have to, like the red flags, Aaron, so important. Yeah. You have to just like, if your gut tells you something's wrong, it probably... Your gut never lies. There probably is something wrong. Right. Oh my gosh. But I think you were super smart about it too, because had you guys have been intimate, you might have overlooked that because now you're in a different stage of Mm -hmm. commitment with him. And like you said, your judgment would have been a little bit cloudy and you would have been like, no, you would have maybe found an excuse or passed it off. But now you were like, nope. uh Uh-uh. It almost sounds like he had some narcissistic behavior. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of, there are a lot of narcissists out there. And I, our chemistry was really good. Like our, our sexual chemistry yeah. and that tension. So I know the sex would have been amazing. So I didn't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. And when he ghosted me, the first thought that came to my head was, thank goodness I didn't sleep with him. Like I was yeah. so happy You're with right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to treat myself to a beautiful dinner tonight because I didn't have sex with him. You're like, (laughs) you go, girl. (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Whatever I want. Right. Uh, now, did it I take was, you? I was really proud of myself. Oh, as you should be, girl. Yes. After that, did it take you a couple days to kind of regroup with yourself and feel okay with putting yourself back out there? Uh, well, it, no, it took me a few days. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is, a, again, you get burnt out and mm-hmm. go, really? Like, I thought this was going to go somewhere. And then thought, no, Laura, change your attitude around that because it's just, he just wasn't the one. Right. That's it. It was that simple. And we can't get down on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we actually have to thank them really and move yeah. on because I dodged a bullet. He was just showing me who he was early on. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. Right. Yeah. Because again, if he, if, if that, if his character flaws came out six months down the road, I would have already been attached. Right. And then I probably would have stayed in that relationship longer than I should have. And then I would have wasted more time. Although relationships aren't really a waste of time. You, you can learn something Mm -hmm. from every single relationship. I believe that too. But I just Mm -hmm. don't want to go down that road if I don't have to. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I'm very careful now. Yeah. Yeah, And I think too, sometimes when you say no to the wrong thing, it makes room in your life for the right thing. And I think I've made that mistake, I know personally, several times where I wanted somebody to fit the narrative that I had in my head. And so I would kind of acquiesce to things or kind of lose sight of what was really right for me or you know what made sense. And I would just kind of pass it off. And now I realize had I have just been like, nope, he's not the one like you just said and, and let it go and not take it personally, we just weren't a match. I could have gotten farther quicker. But at at the same time, everything I think happens for a reason and all in due time. And you know what? He wanted to have sex, like probably on like the first time he came over. Mm -hmm. And I I said, listen, I'm not that girl. And that's where setting boundaries comes in. Mm -hmm. You have to set your boundaries early in that relationship. Setting boundaries during the early stages puts down the basic guidelines for how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And it can be difficult to set them later on once those habits have been established in a relationship. So they're so important right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Set those boundaries, set those standards. This is what I'm willing to put up with. This is what I'm not willing to put up with. But you don't do it in like that tone. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds very businesslike. <laughs> yeah. How do you suggest you communicate that? Or it just, as it comes up naturally, you kind of state your position on the subject. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, for example, I used to date this guy that was a firefighter and he was always late for the dates. Oh, really? Okay. He was always Uh late to to come grab me. And I'm not talking five minutes. I'm talking an hour, an hour and Uh a half. And he would let you know or no? No. Oh, it would. But even if he let me know, come on. If I'm ready for you at five Uh o'clock, then you should be there at five o'clock. Okay, 5.05, 5.10 latest. Mm -hmm. But come on, right? I've taken the time to get ready for you. And and I'm busy. Mm -hmm. So you need to respect my time. Mm -hmm. So he was always late for the dates. And one day I asked him, because he was a firefighter, and I said, so you must get in trouble a lot at work because you're always late. He goes, oh, no, no, I'm never late for work. (laughs) 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 So I said, okay, well, listen, Uh it's not cool. Uh It's not okay. I don't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I would appreciate if once you set a time, that that's the time that you pick me up because my time is very valuable mm-hmm. and you need to respect my time. So I always, you always say it in a nice tone. You don't right. want to be confrontational. 
Well, guess what? He did it again. Mm-hmm. And so then I dumped him. Yeah. And then he came back saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. So again, I took him back mm-hmm. and he did it again. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And I, I said, that's it. I'm done. That's it. Do you know that he tried to get me back for like eight years? Whoa. Because he's like, I messed up so bad. But at that point, I didn't trust him anymore. Right. Well, yeah. I gave him five chances. I mean, why can you get it right at work, but you can't get it right in your personal life? That makes no sense to me. It goes back in my mind to kind of effort and intention. And it's like, we got stuff to do. So get it done ahead of time. And if you're going to be late, like if that's an inherent thing that you have, then tell yourself your date starts at four instead of five so that you're ready ahead of time. I mean, this isn't rocket science, people. (laughs) Yes. So so important setting those boundaries because they can really help you maintain a strong sense of self, meaning who you are, what you want in a relationship in order to be satisfied. And what do you have to offer someone in a relationship? Now, and then if someone oversteps those boundaries, you'll have emotional triggers that that might come up. And if you're struggling with issues from past relationships, setting boundaries can be a good way to prevent those mistakes from happening again. So set those boundaries, Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. And I find when you set boundaries, people respect you more. Yeah. You don't want to be a pushover. No, I agree. And I think you'll also, one, you'll have a sense of kind of like pride and accomplishment when your confidence will kind of like rise. And I think that's a sexy and attractive quality in another person too. Somebody who kind of like is in touch with their needs and their wants and their desires and is able to then communicate Mm -hmm. them. I think that's hugely a sexy thing in another person. It's like, whoa, they're sure of themselves. Yeah, don't be the yes person. Never mm-hmm. be the yes person. Yeah, which is yes, hard for yes, a lot of yes. people. Learn, learn how to say no. Yeah. If something doesn't sit right with you, say no. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So tell me, what do you think is like the future of your company and single in the city? And do you envision in-person events coming back after COVID or are you going to... Oh, Erin, I hope so. (laughs) Right? I think the the day when this is all over, in-person events are going to explode so sad this year for New Year's. I like I I've ran a single in the city New Year's Eve event, I think 18 years in a row. This was the first year that I didn't run one. I had mm. 450 singles last year. Wow. At my party. Oh my god. It's quite sad. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure they sad. missed it too because I think I was just reading all the funny memes and stuff that came up because of Valentine's Day. And there's all these holidays that are surrounded about people in relationships and stuff. And, pe- and single people are like, where's our holiday? <laughs> like, where's our single holiday? And if you are a single person, like having an event to go to like that is just gives you so much hope and so much to like look forward to. I mean, I I get that so much. It resonates mm-hmm. deeply with me. I think people are just craving human interactions mm-hmm. so badly right now. I'm one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get back to that soon once we all get vaccinated, I guess. Yeah. If we are going to get vaccinated. I don't know what, I'm. we don't even have to talk about that. But yeah, hopefully society gets back to normal. But I have seen an uprise in the people interested in matchmaking. Uh-huh. So that side of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, so t- tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. that and how it works. 
people sign up uh-huh. and then they fill out a profile. We get to learn a little bit more about them, obviously virtually at the moment. But then once we do open up again, we are, which we have started to, we're going to meet people in person again, get to know them, still distancing with masks and stuff. And it's easier, of course, when you're outside. And then we will go searching for someone who we feel would be a, a suitable match for them. I made the perfect match, I have to brag. I made the perfect match about, I think, eight months ago. Okay. And now they're engaged to be married. Wow. I mean, this is just one success uh-huh. story. One success story. But it's it's at the top of my mind because I hear from them often. And they were just on my radio show uh-huh. last week for my Valentine's special. And it was her first date and his second date. Okay. And I just nailed it. And she's like, when he walked into the room, it was like love at first sight. She was giddy. So was he. And it was just beautiful. It was magical. I, and I talked to her this week. I said, do you guys ever fight? She goes, never. She goes, we complete each other's sentences. Oh my God. That is crazy. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. And I, I do suggest for people that are single, try different things. Mm-hmm. Let everybody you, who knows you, let them know that you're single. Let everyone know you're single because they might know the perfect person mm-hmm. for you. But if you don't ask, you're not going to be at the top of their mind. Right. So they won't know to to match you up. Right. And some people don't want to butt in your business. Mm-hmm. Join meetup groups Yes. where mm-hmm. you may share uh, certain interests and hobbies with, with people that join those groups. And then join matchmaking services, try virtual dating. I I do host virtual speed dating events. So don't be shy and get online. Minimum two apps, maximum three. Mm -hmm. You will meet someone. Just be proactive and don't give up. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that you host virtual speed dating. I've, I've done a few virtual speed dates and I have really enjoyed them. I think it's great. So do you do that specific to an area or is it open to everybody or, or what's the structure? Well, right now it's Canada based. Okay. So I pretty much do it in every major city in Canada. Uh-huh. Another great way to meet singles is to get on Clubhouse. And for those of you that don't know that, it's this app where you join rooms, you can create your own rooms, you can learn so much. It's like a it's like a radio show everywhere you go uh-huh. and you teach people things and you learn things and it's a great way to promote your business and it's a great way to meet singles. So I'm hosting yeah. singles events on this platform, shoot your shot events. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah, mixer events, and they're quite popular, and they're only gaining in popularity as I get more popular on the site. So uh-huh. I'm kind of addicted. Oh, I love that. Are you on there? I am on there. I am on there, and I have been in a few rooms. I don't know. Maybe we've been in a room together, and I didn't even know, but I've been in some rooms where they've brought people on stage, and the person's kind of like told about themselves and what they're looking for, and then if it was a woman doing that, then you know they bring some men on stage who are in the audience, and they're yeah. like, okay, let's fill this out. Are they a match? And it's been really fun. It's It's been really interesting. Well, then you would have recognized me, I think. You definitely weren't a moderator no, in the room. No, then, then I probably wasn't there. 
Yeah. I don't like to sit in the sidelines. I like to get involved. (laughs) You like to be be in the midst of it all. Well, I've been hosting events for 19 years. So for me, it's like, this is is my area of expertise, right? So I'm not going to sit on the sidelines for that. That's for sure. But why don't we follow each other? Maybe we can host a room together or something. I I love love it. I love it so much for the connections I've made. I'm just making such amazing, so many amazing connections. It's insane. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I love it. And that. nowhere yeah. else would you ever meet people from all over the world and connect mm-hmm. with people so quickly and so genuinely and authentically. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's that grassroots, like organic feel. I think they're going to overtake the apps. Clubhouse yeah. will be the place to go to meet singles. Give it two years. Yeah. Okay. I love that prediction. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Laura, thank you so much. If my listeners want to find you, how do they do that? They can go to official Laura Bellotta. I also have, if you leave me your email address, tell me you want my free uh, guide to getting a date on Tinder. You can just leave me your email address. I will send that to you. So yeah, go to official Laura Bellotta. I think that's probably, and then click on my associate tab link and everything is there. My website, everything. Beautiful. Well, so nice chatting with you. I mean, it's been great. Yeah, nice to yes. talk to you too. It was really nice meeting you. You're so cute. Thank you so much for tuning in to your Such a Catch. I expect you all right now to be downsizing your app folder to two apps, maybe three maximum. Take another look at that bio. Is it current? Is it up to date? How about your pictures? Are they recent? <laughs> Are you going to go set that timer? You should. Let's make a pack this week to put forth a little effort. Let's set our intentions. And let's really move in the direction that our heart desires. The universe is going to deliver. I promise you that. But it doesn't know what to do if you're sending mixed signals. So get clear. Spend some time thinking about what you really want. And then you start to put forth the action to move in that direction. So if you need some help with that profile, maybe you have a little writer's block or just want to make sure that you're on the right track, no problem. I got you. I have a free guide on my website, yoursuchacatch.com backslash download. So grab yourself a copy and reference it as you're revamping that profile. You've got this. Let's quit kissing frogs and find you your prince. Until next week, queens. Bye.